This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ryan Cutoff, the guy, the Omaha guy, the skydiver with the uh, world record. He, he set the world record last year on uh, naked skydiving. The man jumping here today tells me he's not doing it for the novelty of being naked. He's doing it to remember those who never got the chance to celebrate a hundredth jump. Many in the skydiving community commemorate a hundredth jump in the same fashion. And Ryan says he's lost too many friends and family to suicide who will never get a chance to participate. My friends that we lost to mental health issues was about that close to his hundredth jump and close enough that he talked about it all the time and he didn't get to make it. So I'm out here making that for him and a lot of other people that we love. But he's not doing it alone. To reach his goal of 60 jumps in 24 hours, he's got a lot of extra hands on deck. Volunteers who are flying two planes, repacking parachutes, and just here for moral support. Kanoff says without that team and the support he feels between the quiet calm of the jumps, he's not sure he would be able to pull it off. Humbling how much my friends and the people I care about are there. They're not here just to support me. They're here to support what we're doing. And the strength that we all have in this community is something that I think the world needs. Well, Jake, now tell me what you were, you were trying to lay out to me before, because he's on his way. I thought he was on his way now. So I'll let Ryan, he, I got him on the hotline. I'll let him tell the story. So as of yesterday, like I guess the day before yesterday, the lady who runs the facility down outside of Tampa where they're going to be, they pulled the permits for his jump for the, the most naked people in formation. They pulled the permits on it. They didn't like the publicity. They didn't like what was going on or whatever. After he had all of this approved and had people coming from all over the world to come skydive with him. Well, he already set the world record. Yeah, he set the re- world record for most naked jumps in a day, but he hadn't set the record for it. 19 people jumping in formation naked right. at once. And if they did that. And if he did 20, he'd set the record. And he's like, if we get the 20, then we're going to take up two planes and have 40 people jump naked at once. And and what happened? And then they have, and then they pulled the permits for all that. So now as of... It's yes, not illegal to jump naked. I, I didn't think so. But then he said as of... I mean, I just talked to him a minute ago. He's headed to Florida. He said it's back on. Now he's back. Now it's back. Hold on. It was off at 6 a.m. 
this morning? No, no, no. It was off yesterday. Now it's back on today. Our next guest is an Omaha, Nebraska skydiver and motivational speaker who made headlines this past June when he set the record for naked skydives, performing 60 in a 24-hour period, all to bring attention to mental health and suicide prevention. And today, he's here to talk about why his attempt to set a new world record with 20 naked skydivers at once, set for this Friday, has been put on hold. Please welcome, Ryan Kloff. Good. What in the hell is going on? Jake's like, look, it's off. They pulled the permits. It's no longer going to happen. They, they, there's no way they can do it. Isn't this the same place that you were gonna? You did your original uh, naked no, sky. I, I did my original in Weeping Water, Nebraska. Okay, and then you had, and, and then, then these people said, okay, but it was on, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was on and glorious. Everything was good, but then uh, one of the upper ladies where we're jumping was worried about bad publicity and uh pulled the plug on us last minute and we got jumpers coming from out of the country all around the world what what is bad publicity from the new jumping what's that what is the bad publicity they're worried about because just because you were naked that's the problem yeah that was her issue so i i had to do the super cocky card that i didn't want to do but i was like man google me 600, more than 600 news stories, only one negative, and it was a joke college media company, and uh, she was worried about bad publicity because of the nudity, and we were able to persuade her otherwise. Oh, and people are jumping out of goddamn airplanes, risking their lives. This is the kind of people that do not get offended by somebody jumping out of an airplane naked. They're, they're people who themselves are jumping out of airplanes. Yeah, tell yeah. me about it. So, and that's what we got her... We got the agreement that as long as we keep it in the skydive community, we're good. What does that mean? That's what we're, I'm, not, uh, I'm not supposed to be uh, talking to media about the location and uh, where we're going, so I have to tell you that we're attempting the record outside of Tampa, Florida. But who cares, right? Like, nobody cares where the record is set. Literally, nobody cares the name of the airport or with the city that it's in. It has nothing to do with anything. Amen to that. That is my argument all day. Which is fine. I mean, you're like, that's your problem? You're afraid somebody will publicize your business? Oh, okay. We'll stop doing it right away. Yep. That's yes. a, well, we, we listened to the legalities, but then we found some loopholes ourselves, and we were able to do some negotiating, and she's going to let us proceed. Which is nice. So Friday. Which is nice of her. But what's the, by the way, what are the legalities of it? Uh, just the, she got the sheriff's department involved, <clears> which we, you know, I did, if you guys might be familiar with Todd and Tyler up in Omaha. Sure, of course. And I did a few shows with those guys and they brought up the question like, Hey, what are you, is what you're doing legal? Like you got to worry about the police. And, uh, we looked into it. It is illegal if you're not landing on private property, which we are not. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, public nudity is a problem. Yes, but now we we arranged it to where we can land out of sight of the public. We will have clothes waiting for us on the ground, so as soon as we land, we will trow up and be ready to walk back to the hangar. 
We are literally destroying the planet. COVID is smoking it. They're they're blocking our nation's uh, supply chain. People are divided. We're close to a civil war. Guns, everything, everything that's going on right now. And this is what we're going to devote our energy to. (laughs) You know it. That's kind of how I felt, too. Like, we're trying to show some positivity and bring some awareness to, like, some good things and get some energy going in the right way, and we're getting shut down. I couldn't believe it. I I couldn't believe we were getting shut down when we were doing it for a charity. I was like, for real? Do you feel like this lady was shutting you down because she has a problem with nudity or because she was genuinely afraid of the fallout? I think it might have been a little bit of both. You know, Florida, Central Florida is a pretty conservative area. So I think she was pretty worried about the nudity and the damage that publicity would do to her business. Hey, so we uh, had to explain to her that that wouldn't happen. Have you talking to? Have you spoken with any radio down in Tampa? Uh, not yet. I kind of That's friend a, the Joe Show. The Joe Show down oh. there is a friend. I would love to talk to him. Yeah. Let me let me see if I can tee that up for you because he's he's in Tampa. Yeah, that'd be. I'm going to be about forty minutes outside of Tampa. No, he might be perfect, and, and uh, I'm sure that he may he may have some questions for you. So it's uh, if that unless that's going to get you in more trouble. No, I'm not worried about the trouble. We're going to send the record, and if she trespasses me off her airport after we get the record, I could care less. Right. So, so you uh, uh, now now who has to be there to to uh, verify the record? Does Guinness have to to send a, uh, somebody out, or will they we'll accept have- that eyewitness? Uh, We'll have Jeff Dawson again. He's who uh, officiated my first world record. He is the original naked skydiver. He has, I think he's close to 900 total naked skydives now over about a 20 or 25 year period. And, uh, well, that's just, that's called a fetish. That's not a, and after that, that's not a record holder anymore. That's, that's a dude with a fetish. That's his thing to skydive naked. If you've done it that many times, you, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but, but who does Guinness recognize, does Guinness recognize this? Yes. This one, they do recognize, uh, we haven't submitted the paperwork to them yet. We're going to do it afterward because of the issues that we ran in with our jump spot and everything. We had other things to handle. So probably the day after the record or something, we'll submit it and then they'll either approve or deny it but I don't think they have any reason to deny it if we successfully complete it. Well, it's not like it's not going to be on film. I mean, it's all going to be there. All of the, you know, I mean, it's 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 about counting people. You're like, how many naked asses do you see here? One, two, three, four, five. And then and then as long as you've got video of it, they, I mean, of course they're going to, why wouldn't they uh, approve it? I mean, regardless of whether or not they have an official on hand, they couldn't see it from the ground anyway. Yeah, no, that we're going to fifteen or 16,000 feet. When you're naked, you fall a lot faster through the air. You've skydived. You understand drag. Yeah. There's no drag when it's just your skin. Listen. I mean, you got a little drag between your legs, but at 16,000 yeah. feet, it's cold, and that drag immediately isn't much. So you, uh, so you guys are doing this. When's the date? What's that? When is the date? Is it going to be this weekend? Oh, it's Friday. This Friday. I'm on my way to Florida. I drove past you guys last night. Jake called me yesterday, and I was like, yes. No, it's off. And then probably 20 minutes after I got off the phone with Jake, I was getting in my RV and headed for Florida. So now it's back on again. So it looks like they are going to do the world's largest 
uh, what, would, what would this be? Just it's a, 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 a formation. Skydivers in formation. 19 naked skydivers in formation. Um, now, is the, is the old record. 20 will be the new record. Then you're going to go to 40 if 20 goes well and nobody gets arrested. Yeah, as long as nobody gets arrested. Before we were told that if anybody lands naked, they will be arrested and prosecuted. So we were trying to finagle ways where we could, like, put our shorts in our hands or, like, under our helmets or something. And then we finally got it to where we're just going to land naked. We're we're raising money for men's health and mental health awareness. If they arrest me, I'll shake their hand and tell them they're not doing a very good job. (laughs) Well, let's listen. Above all, listen, you you still got to be safe. You guys have a, you know, that's a big formation in, in regardless of whether or not you're wearing underwear, a 20 person formation or a 40 person formation is incredibly dangerous up there. It can go real squarely real fast. Absolutely. They're called big ways for a reason, and we're going to be doing practice. I plan to get there probably Wednesday afternoon, tomorrow afternoon sometime, and uh, we're going to be running practice with groups of 8 and 10 for a couple days, getting the rhythm and getting to know everybody's jump style before we just send everybody up in a big group. What is the world record formation for uh, people who, who are wearing clothes? I think it's 400. Jesus Christ almighty, man. Are you kidding? No, they did it in Thailand. Have Jake Google it. Yeah, no, it's it's a 400-way. It's a yeah, set February 8, 2006 in, in Thani, Thailand, or Thani, Thailand, by the world team. It was held for 4.3 seconds with the support of the Thai government. They used five C-130 Hercules airplanes, those are those giant planes, and exited at 25,400 feet. Yeah, that's insane to me. I would I don't know if I would have enjoyed that jump, Johnny. That's a lot of stress and a lot of moving parts. Yeah, five C one thirties churning up the air while you are all jumping out. Then you know, and and only only the Thai government is. If you tried to get five military planes, just the expense alone, they would crucify you here. <laughs> oh yeah, they would. We we have to go to Egypt to get those Hercules jumps. That's amazing. All right, well, listen, first of all, be safe. Hey, if you get arrested, call us. We'll try to arrange some bail. And then I'm, uh, I'm going to try to uh, get the number for you for the Joe Show down in Tampa and see if you guys can't get some publicity down there while you're down there. Yeah, definitely. I would really appreciate that, Johnny. I will reach out to him this morning and see if I can't get that handled. All right, man. Well, I will uh, give you guys a shout-out from the sky. Hopefully you can hear me. Well, listen, I am hoping that uh, you don't get shut down again by the time you get there and by the time you actually get in the air and jump. Well, if I do, I'll be giving you a call. I hope you guys have a great day, man. <laughs> Good luck, man. Hold on a second. Stay there. Don't go anywhere, This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Man, I've been fascinated with this company for about a year and a half, two years now. Uh, Bill, she had talked about doing it. I think he was either too heavy or he got scared because there's a weight limit because he's a you know giant. Yeah, he's short, but he's very thick, like a midget. He's sturdy. And uh, he was gonna. I think he was gonna try to su- surprise his chick uh, that lives in Arizona, but for some reason I, it didn't happen. Or you took a good look at it and decided that it may, <laughs> it may not be happen. for me. Right? <laughs> Let's face it, not the luckiest human you ever met. <laughs> and uh, but. I think I'm going to roll up there uh, in the spring or midsummer to get this done. Last year, I fully had intended to jump to it. And it just, you know, with COVID and the way the world was rolling out, it just, things just didn't happen. Um, Jake actually tracked these guys down. And it turns out they're the right place to go. MasonWingWalking.com. I found them online. I've never spoken with the people, but they are the premier wing walking academy in the U.S. If you've seen it in a movie, you've seen it on a TV show. These are most likely the ones who taught them how to do it. For over a decade, our next guest, along with her husband Mike, has been teaching adrenaline junkies the world over the art of wing walking at the Mason Wing Walking Academy in Spring, Washington. And for a fee of $750 to $985, you too can experience something few others ever will. Please welcome Marilyn Mason. Marilyn. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You are, you run a, an amazing, amazing company. Now, you don't do it just for the public, just for private citizens. You do this for television shows, for movies, uh, Impractical Jokers. At the end of that uh, movie, that was when uh, it was Mervyn. He had to go out, right? Yes, yep. How about, by the way, tell me about how that came about. <laughs> uh, well, it usually starts out with some with some phone calls and uh and then it's a matter of uh, you know getting their all the paperwork figured out. Some some uh, some deals end up falling through because it just doesn't quite work out. Um, but yeah, we've we've done several different uh, reality TV shows and different little things, and some different little commercial items. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been great fun. Ten years ago, more than ten, you you decided I'm going to not just give rides on an airplane and a biplane, which is great, but the insurance. Uh, the waivers, the lawyers, it's its a sketchy business at best anyway because of just the legalities of it all. But then you decide, I think we're going to open up a wing-walking company. And I, I can only imagine what the first uh, response was from everybody in that business. They're like, what? And your insurance agent going, oh, hell no, you're not. How long did it take you to figure out a way to do this? Oh, well, that's just kind of, uh, it just kind of happened over over a you know, course of time. kind of started out slowly. Um, but, uh, we just, you know, kind of started, you know, just learning on our own and then teaching people how to do it. Um, just kind of started out pretty organically. Uh, we started just, you know, teaching some local friends and then their friends wanted to do it. And, and then those people would find out about it. So it's kind of just slowly grown over the years, uh, with, with word of mouth and, 
uh, people kind of just do the advertising for us. Well, look. The more people that do it, the more people find out about it and want to share it with their friends. And we get calls all the time of, oh, my gosh, I didn't know you guys even existed. Right. I just got to do this. Oh, I just went down the rabbit hole one day. And we had met an acrobatic pilot who's an amazing, amazing pilot. Does all the air shows, and and part of it is wing walking. And so he said, "Look, man, if you make it down to Oklahoma, uh, I'm not a, an instructor." He goes, "I'm not going to teach you how to do it." He goes, "But I'll put you on top of the airplane, and uh, I'll strap you in, and we'll leave from the tarmac like that, and then land like that." He goes, "He goes, if you just..." And then we just could never sync up our times. And so I just, I always thought about it. I thought, man, I really do want to do that. And I've, I've gone skydiving and, 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 you know, you name it from racing cars to, to hot air balloons to, you know, across the board to, you know, scuba diving, everything that you can, you can kind of get your hands on. But this is one of those things that it's almost extinct. I mean, wing walking is something that, what, what, what was the golden age of wing walking? The 20s and 30s, 40s? Uh, yeah, I think that was kind of when it, it was kind of in its heyday, the, the days of barnstorming, where sure. you going around and doing that. And, and uh, it's still happening today. There's still a lot of, uh, you know, great wing walkers going around doing air shows. Um, but, yeah, for us, that kind of wasn't quite the option. We have, we have a nice big family, lots of kids, and, um, you know, the air show environment requires a lot of travel. And this right. way, people kind of come to us, and we can do it, uh, you know, from here and still, still have the kids around. Uh, the kids are actually pretty, pretty active in helping us out, too. Tell me. Um, and they go wing walking as well. It's just kind of a, a family affair now. So, Marilyn, if you're just joining the show, Marilyn uh, is from MasonWingWalking.com. And, and just out, how, how about 50 miles outside of Seattle, 60? Yeah, um, I don't know exact miles. We're about, we're about two and a half hours from Seattle. Okay, so a little farther. But, but the point is, you've got a wing walking school. And, and what's the attrition rate? People sign up, and I know that they can do the top wing or both wings. And for both wings and the training, it's just under $1,000. Now, how many people sign up, get to the class, get up right to the point where they're supposed to jump, get out of the airplane, and they go, I can't do it. I just can't get out. <laughs> uh, it, it happens every once in a while. It, it is pretty rare. Most, most people coming out have made, uh, you know, made the decision to do it. But uh, every once in a while, yeah, somebody goes through the whole thing, and they go up to flying, and we're ready for them to climb out, and... Some people just kind of stand up and they'll kind of shake their head and sit back down and just say, yeah, I just can't do it. Um, but most people who've, who've come out, they've, they've made that commitment. They've you know, spent the day practicing and they're just ready to go for it. And people just, you know, have a wonderful time. They, sure. they, every once in a while, yeah, somebody's nerves get the better of them and they, they well, go through with it. Because let's, I mean, this is normal to you, but let's take an average person. Let's walk through this. You, you take off in the plane. It's a biplane, so it's an open cockpit. You're wearing goggles. Uh, you've, you're in the front, in front of the pilot. And, and when he gives you the signal, you're supposed to stand up in your seat, which, remember, this is something you don't normally do in any airplane, let alone an open cockpit airplane. And, and I suppose you, you've slowed it down, but you're still above stall. So you're, you're doing, what, okay, 90, 100 miles an hour? Uh, actually, we can slow the plane down to about uh, between 50 and 60 miles an hour. Okay, so it's not it's not bad. We, I've ridden motorcycles much faster. So, but you still yeah. you stand up and then you have to it's exit. Still quite a force. Sure, you you got to exit your your seat and then what it, you climb up, and there's not there's not a ladder there, right? I mean, are there steps? How do you how do you go from the seat to the fuselage to the top of the top wing? 
Well, that, yeah, that's, that's part of what we teach, and that's why we kind of have people come out and spend the day with us. Uh, they have to spend the whole morning practicing that routine because uh, there are just certain places you can step and grab on the plane. Not, not everything is, is solid and safe to step on. So we've got people stepping right in front of the windshield. We've got them stepping on the side of the cockpit. We've got them stepping into some handholds. Um, so there's just various little places where you can step and grab. Uh, it's, it's a lot like rock climbing, though. We're just, you know, kind of teaching people, hey, you're just making one move at a time. Um, just kind of going at your own pace, and before you know it, you're up there and in position and ready to, to do all the flying around. So, but, but, but it is a bit of a process. So you walk up, now your head pops up over the top wing. Now you've got to get your shoulders, your body, and eventually you've got to make that transition where you're climbing up, it's like climbing onto the roof from a ladder, I would imagine. That do you do it? Does your knee is your knee the first thing to touch the uh, the top wing, or are you are you possible? Is it possible to get your foot all the way there for that first moment? We we get our foot all the way up there. Yeah, okay. we don't go down on the knees. Okay, so and then there's a stand that you lean into, and it's got a little like a U shape and a belt, correct? Yes. And uh, and what else safety wise is there? Uh, we do have everyone wearing a, a harness and cable, so everyone is attached to the plane. Um, but everybody's, you know, we've never had anybody slip or fall. Sure. Everybody's, you know, you know, have to be having gone through training and kind of knowing what's involved. Um, you know, we, everyone's done really well. Um, but yeah, just kind of that one move at a time is what uh, is what you know keeps people going. And uh, yeah, they they just kind of belt in. They're holding on. And away they go. So tell me something. If you, not that it's ever happened, but let's say I'm up there. I'm an idiot. I'm very klutzy. I stand up in my seat. I go to climb up. I'm wearing my tether, but I fall over the side of the airplane. Now, how long is the tether, and where's my, how do I get back in? It's a pretty short tether, so you'd be able to to grab onto the side of the cockpit and get back in. It's, it's we purposely do not have a real long tether for you to you know be right down underneath the airplane or anything. So. Um, but yeah, people are uh, are pretty motivated to hold on. <laughs> yeah, I bet they are. <laughs> I bet they are. Yeah. I bet you can find a way to do your first pull up if you fell out of that and you had to pull yourself back into that plane. I bet you find the strength to pull your ass right back into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody's ever had to do it, but uh, but yeah, everybody's uh, you know. So now, you know, and that's why we practice on the ground. This, I love know, this. And every once in a while, somebody can't even do it on the ground, and that you know kind of shows us like, okay, this person maybe doesn't have that strength that's needed or the agility that's needed, um, you know, because it is a very physical activity. So sure. every once in a while, yeah, people can't do it even just practice wise, and they'll you know just kind of have to excuse themselves as like, hey, this is you know this maybe it's not for me after all. Oh, I love this. I love this so much. I love that. The photographs, by the way, are second to none. There's nothing that anyone can do in terms of uh, adrenaline junkie stuff. I don't care where you think you've bungee jumped, where you've gone skydiving, where you've, you know, oh, we used to fly experimental aircraft. We'd go up in those ridiculous, uh, you know, powered parachutes. And I've done all of it, but there's nothing like these photographs. It's a combination vintage stuntman and, and insanity. Like those up, the, the, there's a photograph you guys have taken and it's, I think it's taken from the wing, and he's upside down, and the water is underneath you. I don't know if it's a lake or the ocean. And I'm like, dear God and sweet baby Jesus, look at what we're looking at right here. And it looks absolutely insane. Like, you'll never have a, a greater memento than this photograph that you guys can. You've gotten really good at the angles and, and, and how to really 
tell the story as opposed to, you know, sometimes you, you try to take a photograph to tell the story and it just doesn't work. The way you guys are doing it really shows the extreme nature of this, of, of wing walking. Yeah, it's, it's an incredible experience. Yeah, the views are amazing. Um, yeah, just, and, you know, we've been doing this uh, you know, for long enough that we've kind of got to experiment with those camera angles and different cameras to use. Uh, we've kind of changed cameras over the years, but uh, yeah, now we're just, you know, the technology of GoPro has, has just been great um, you know, with their image stabilization and things like that. We can get some really nice footage. Uh, just from mounting a couple GoPros around on the plane, um, but it's uh, yeah, it's, it's quite fun, and people just, the smiles on people's faces once they land of just what they've accomplished and what they've experienced. Just we you know, we just never get tired of seeing people's happy faces when they land. Well, how could you not smile? A, you survived. That in itself is pretty great. And <laughs> and, and but B is you stood on the top of a classic airplane, a a, a, a biplane, and and you stood on top. Facing the world as you did full outside loops, inside loops, hammerhead stalls, acrobatics, rolls, all of it. And you get to see this beautiful countryside from a view that nobody else will ever see it. With your arms wide out, just your given F is completely busted. And it's it's a moment for anybody. Yes, it is. Yeah. I, it, it really is feeling like on top of the world. Yeah. So the first, do you remember your first time? Yes, I do. We. Uh, Compared to uh, the second time, what was the fear ratio? Um, yeah, that's that's a good question. I I don't know if I really have an answer for that. Um, you know, it, I think even every time you go up, there's there's a nice, healthy respect for what you're about to do, um, because that wind hits you the same every time you climb out. Um, but it's I think sometimes it helps going a second, third time because we do have some repeat customers that come back every year to do this. Um, but I think you get a, a different experience when you know what to expect. Yeah. And I think people can sometimes enjoy it a little more because some of that fear has dissipated. You're like, okay, I've done this. I know what it's going to be like. And, uh, yeah, they can, they can enjoy things a little more uh, after having gone up once and got that initial experience of it, which is, you know, yeah. still amazing. Everything slows down a little bit. <laughs> yes, down and other things speed up yeah yeah no no because skydiving that was the thing that i always thought was so remarkably frightening for me it wasn't the jumping it was you know you're nuts to butts when you're gonna go skydiving and then they open that door on the airplane and it goes from like airplane noise to holy hell is that loud and the wind is ripping through the inside of the plane and they're like get out and then you're like oh this is much louder and crazier than i thought it was gonna be it is in no way peaceful so yeah i imagine when you get out from behind that windscreen you stick your head up and that pressure starts pushing you backwards on the plane and you're supposed to climb out climb up remember your hands and feet go you've got to pull yourself up stand up which is completely unnatural with a tiny pole behind you and you have to believe that this equipment is going to work that it's going to it's it's there it, uh, that it's a great idea that all of this stuff nobody dies doing this and then the craziness starts because once you've managed to overcome the fear of climbing out of this wing then it gets super crazy. And that's when, you know, anybody who's ever gone up in an acrobatic plane, and luckily I've been able to do it, but not from the top wing of a biplane. That's insanity. Yeah, we, we do tell people that, you know, hey, we're, we're about to throw you into sensory overload, um, but that's why we have people run through practice so many times on the ground so that they just kind of build that muscle memory so that they just kind of automatically know what they need to do next. Yeah. We want things to just kind of keep happening without people having to think about it too much. So 
uh, building that muscle memory by practicing over and over on the ground is, is, seems to be really helpful for, for people. But, yeah, I, I kind of warn people and kind of joke with them, too, that, hey, when you first pop up from behind that windshield, you're going to, you know, be getting that little sensation of, oh, my goodness, you know, what, you know, you, I tell people that's just the question your life choices moment. Right. Um, because it's all going to hit you all at once with that wind. And, uh, but yeah, people, people push through that initial moment and they get up there and they just have a great time. What's the oldest person that you've ever had do it? Uh, we had someone, I think they were about a week shy of turning 75. Nice. Um, That's so fantastic. Up in their 70s, but you got to be a pretty fit. Yeah, uh, seventy-year-old to handle this. No, if you're if you're seventy years old and you can do that, you have lived your life correctly, and you've really kept taking good care of yourself. That's that's amazing. What about? Yeah. And then is eighteen the youngest that can go? Uh, yes, eighteen uh, uh, the youngest we can go. Just uh, you know, for for the business side, but with our with our own kids who've grown up around it and have uh, been around the planes a long time and had you know years to practice and get ready. Uh, uh, we, we let our own kids start a little younger. Um, we have uh, several of our kids started when they were about 10 years old. So uh, <laughs> we've got some, some very experienced uh, wing-walking kids. What did I do on summer break? The rest of the kids are like, oh, we went camping at a KOA. Oh, we saw the Grand Canyon. Your kid just pulls the photographs, and he's in 10, you know, 10 years old. What is that, third grade, fourth grade? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's you, you win show and tell every single time with those photographs. <laughs> Do. do your kids have any fear at all? I mean, once you've done that when you were 10 years old, what are you afraid of in life? <laughs> yeah, they, they don't have too much fear. Um, but again, they, they, they still have a healthy respect for it. But I think it helps, you know, just having grown up around it. Um, that they just, they just love it. They love helping out. They've helped me instruct people. They'll help out with fueling the plane and moving the planes around. And uh, yeah, so it's, the kids are, are, are a big help with the business. No, listen, I love this stuff. And I believe in fear. I believe a little bit of fear is the healthiest way to live your life. Like, I'm not one of those, the, I don't fear anything, guys. I fear a lot, most stuff. I ride motorcycles all across this country and, and you know, all the way to the end of the Baja and up into, you know, Anchorage and Fairbanks, Alaska, and all the way to Nova Scotia. And you better be a little bit afraid. You know, it's like picking up a gun or, or driving a race car. You better have a little fear in your heart because it's what keeps your head straight. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta respect the plane because if you you know step in a, a wrong spot or something, you could damage the plane, and that could you know be a safety issue. Um, so yeah, there's certainly uh, you know you got to keep your your wits about you and you know stay focused on what you need to do. And um, but so. I gotta assume, much like climbing a ladder onto a roof, going up is one thing, but coming back down always seems a little trickier when you got to climb down something. And let's face it, when you're climbing up, your eyes are looking where your hands are going. Uh, where your feet are going, clearly, that's not as easy. You know, we've all done it. We climb off a roof, and you're like, am I on the right step of the ladder? Am I, is this thing going to kick out on me? It's That's got to be a moment. And you can choose to either get into your seat, or you can walk the lower wing and ride the what you call, what, the struts? Uh, we call that the javelin. The javelin. The javelin. And the javelin is the center where the, the cables that connect the wings, there's a, a piece there, and then that's that's what you call the javelin. And what what do you do there? You you do, you ride it uh, horizontally. Yes, that one uh, I kind of tell people they're gonna you know they're gonna feel like Harry Potter out there riding a broomstick. Um, people joke all the time that we should put a little broom hand uh, a broom end on the on the end of our javelin. Um, 
so they can feel like Harry Potter. But, uh, yeah, the way that we have people, they, they get out there, they'll, uh, again, you have to be pretty careful with your steps, and you're really having to fight the wind out there because the wind's a, a little different on that lower wing because it's, it's coming at you sideways instead of coming at you head on. So it's a little different experience out there. Uh, but once they get out to the javelin, they'll, uh, you know, wrap their legs up around through the wires and get nice and secure, and they get to ride around like that. So... That one, again, for some people, it can be a little harder with the wind. Uh, not everybody is flexible enough to do that one. It kind of is a, it's some big movements in the hips to get your legs in the right position. Uh, but, it's, again, it's just a, a great experience. You're actually out there just kind of flying along with the plane, um, a little different positioning, so it's kind of a different feel out there. But uh, both experiences are, are really great. Have you ever had anybody get out there and then be too afraid to get back in? Uh, no, no, the, the really the getting out is, is the hardest part. I have not had too many people say that it was a, any issue coming back in. Um, most people do find that a lot easier than the going up really? part, just because you're kind of got the wind working with you now um, instead of having to fight against it. So not, not too bad getting back to what, the What about people riding the top that just don't want to come back in? They're like, no, no, I really like it up here. You're like, no, it's time to come back in now. Yeah, every once in a while, somebody kind of, you know, Mike tells them it's time to come down, and they'll kind of shake their heads or make a little frowny face or pouty face. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes they'll throw in an extra, you know, an extra roll or something with them up there. Uh, But no, people people know. um, Because it's also, uh, as as fun as it is, it's it's a very physical, physically demanding activity. And uh, so people do get to get tired, start getting tired after a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, like getting... Like you get into a physical scuffle, you know how it is. You you your adrenaline all plays out, and then when the adrenaline wears off, you get all you know. You get wiggly legs. You get noodles. Yep, yeah. That's why we don't keep people out there for a super long time because it is, uh, you know, it is pretty draining. You're you're you've got your adrenaline pumping. Your muscles are tensed up. You're fighting against wind. So, uh, yeah, some people can get tired quicker than others. Uh, asking but, for uh, a friend is there a height requirement? Do you have to be a certain height? Uh, no. Okay, good. Hector's good to go. He actually sent me. I have a friend who's not the tallest guy in the world. And he goes, I'm with you. I'll go with you. And I was like, dude, there may be a height requirement. I don't know if what it's going to take to get up in this thing. But uh, that crazy bastard's an eight-time world GP motorcycle racing champion. I'd like to see if this gets his attention because I've never seen his pulse get over 60. <laughs> so, listen, it's it's $1,000 for the whole shebang. Now, of course, there's probably a photo package on top. Uh, that is photos included. Really? That's, see, I'm going to tell you, like a thousand bucks is a lot to anybody, but the chance to uh, get the great photo package to do the top wing and the bottom wing, all the training, everything complete for 985 bucks. I got to tell you, I think that's the best deal of almost anything of that nature. I mean, that, that's a, to me, that's an amazing price for everything. You're going up in an airplane, you're getting an airplane ride, all the cost that goes with that, the training, the full day, the photographs, everything. And I'm not trying to sell to anybody. I'm just telling you, I'm surprised it's that inexpensive. I'm really genuinely, I think that's an amazing price for that. Yeah, we've, we've tried to keep it reasonable because, yeah, we, we want people, we don't want to price it out of people's reach. Um, and uh, but yeah, but, but it is. We we still understand it's a big expense, even just for people to come out and sure. see us. You know, a lot of people are buying airline tickets and you're renting a car and you're staying overnight places. And uh, so we know there's a, a big cost, uh, you know, ex- extended with that. All right, listen. I think I'm going to see you guys in June or August. 
Are you sold out? Do I need to do I need to nail that now? Uh, the sooner you get a date on the books, the better. Um, we can start to get a little bit full. We we usually limit it to you know about four to six people per day. Um, so especially weekends can tend to get a little full. So it's a good idea to book uh, you know a couple months in advance if you if you want to come on a weekend. And what if it rains a little but, bit? I mean, it is Washington. It is. It's definitely the Pacific Northwest. Uh, so that's why we encourage people to kind of stay an extra day or two. If, if people can, uh, you know, have a little wiggle room in the schedule, every once in a while we do have to push a flight to the following day. Um, but usually we can get it all done in one day. Even if we do get a little bit of rain, um, you know, we can usually wait it out or work around it. In the summer months, it's usually not like we're looking at rain, you know, the entire day. So we, we make things work the best we can. And, uh, yeah, but it's nice if people have a little wiggle room in the schedule. You're wonderful. Listen, I love you. I think you're wonderful. I think that's an amazing, amazing idea. MasonWingWalking.com. Marilyn, uh, listen, I will see you in just a few months, my friend, and I thank you for coming by the station today. I, I, I can't imagine this. Uh, anybody walks away from this feeling like they didn't get the, the ride of their life. <laughs> yeah, nope, nope. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, stay there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.